I was reading on Twitter about the so both of you know that the actual headset itself has haptics, right? It's not just the controllers. The actual headset has haptics. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that, and I thought it was weird when I read that, so I think I did know that. Uh, so apparently there's there's a kayak game like that you can go kayaking on in PSVR 2. So sounds chill. It actually looks gorgeous. But they were actually showing where somebody was like going under something and like bumped their face into something and apparently the face haptics like react to that. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh great. I don't want to bump my head in real life. Now I can do it in VR." <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to go with like, you know, if you tip over in the kayak underwater like the headset fills up the water. <laughs> like, that's where I thought you were. Yeah, that's where I thought you were going Boarding with the, for real. I mean, you can still place- breathe. You just have water in your <laughs> Welcome to the Gaming Trend Podcast, the official podcast of GamingTrend.com. My name is Anthony Shelton, and I am joined by David Burdett. Hello there. And the Noah Rigsby. Oh, I like the the. It's very, uh, hypes my ego up. I appreciate (laughs) it. it. Rhymes with Rigsby, too. In this podcast, we talk about the latest games we can get our hands on. We talk about games in our backlog we should have played a long time ago and games you absolutely need to play. We also squeeze in news now, too. So this week, we never talk about Call of Duty enough. So (laughs) season two dropped. So now we got an excuse to talk about more Call of Duty. Noah played some X Defiant. God bless his soul. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about Overwatch 2 and a little preliminary thoughts on Wild Hearts. We also got some news. So let's start with Call of Duty Season 2. David, I'm sure you got a little bit of time in with it because that is your baby. That is your bag, even though I know you're reviewing a very important game. So what's your thoughts? So I definitely took some time the other day, had to make sure I was in there on release day because you know you got to check it out. You got to get you got to at least get a foundational understanding of everything going on. And you know what? I'm I'm pretty pleased, at least at the start of the season Uh, museum. That was a map from the beta. We all talked about how um, we actually had a discussion last podcast. It didn't make it in, but the fresh there was some frustration with the six V six maps, how Activision, or not Activision, but Infinity Ward, the only things we were getting were Museum, which is from the beta. It got pulled out for, yep. from what we understand, legal reasons. And then Dome, which is a remake of the Modern Warfare 3 Dome that we already got a remake of in Vanguard and that exists on the Warzone map. It's like, come on, you've got so many awesome locales on that Warzone map. Why are we not getting high rise? Why are we not getting a regular version of terminal? Cause they, they did it as a battle map. Uh, it's like, come on, man, this is, this should be easy to figure out. So there's been lots of frustration, funny enough to, uh, not today, but yesterday when they were dropping all the new seasonal information, they went ahead and were like, Hey, we have a six V six map that has been testing really well. We're going to go ahead and push that up into season to uh as part of the reloaded they do that mid-season refresh 
And uh, so we're getting a new map, and they've even showed off a screenshot, so we know they're not secretly hiding a, another remake <laughs> in there. <laughs> uh, or, or another map that somehow we played in beta and didn't know about. Um, <laughs> but that's the good thing, is that they're listening. They 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 heard the discourse. Uh, that, that was the first time I'd already ever mentioned to PR when I'd talked to them of, hey... Not exactly happy with the 6v6 offerings. <laughs> Please pass that on. And you know what? We're winning on that one. Uh, we we get another map. But I, I think we're kind of winning, at least with Museum. I, I don't know where Noah's head is with it, because I know he was in there playing with us during it. I really like the map. I it's a There aren't a lot of very large maps. And while there are some spawns that I'm like, eh, I don't like the big spawn on the back of the building and it takes like 20 seconds just to get around to where you want. Uh, I do like the size of the map. I think there's some really good locations. There's not a lot of, if it makes sense, cheese spots on museum where you can just get and like nobody can remove you out of that position. Uh, you really have to fight for your positioning um, and really just win gunfights. So that's really good. Dome did not play many of those, but it doesn't feel as clustered as previous Dome has felt. Like, Vanguard's Dome felt very closed in whenever I was playing it. The, the radar, I believe, is what they called it in there. And Dome here feels like, it feels good. Like, it, it, it's not, it's still not going to be much different than what you remember, and it's not the be it's still not one of the best maps in the game. It, it just isn't. But it's not as bad as I was worried about. So that is a good thing. We actually won a headquarters match on that, which is essentially, I believe it's Strongholds in Halo, where you go and you said, or well, that's dom Domination, I think. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's the one where a point appears and you've got to capture it <laughs> and hold it. <laughs> so yeah yeah they, i the don't they probably they probably handle it a little bit different it's really interesting how headquarters is handled in call of duty because essentially you have a hill that pops uh whoever captures it first suddenly has no respawns and the enemy team does and essentially you have to hold that hill as long as you can you accumulate points per second and once you get cleared off the hill, your respawns for the team holding the hill, uh, the other team jumps on it and uh, desyncs it, I guess, or whatever, however you want to call it. And then it moves on to everybody goes back to respawn and then you go back to the next hill. So it's like this constant cycle of, you know, trying to get the hill first and then, of course, uh, trying to survive. So. We, we were actually able to chain a couple of hills once I figured out how to play the mode because that was the first time I've ever played headquarters. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I stick with old faithful team deathmatch search and destroy hardpoint. Okay. So, well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> so far, I've only gotten to play with one of the guns in the update, the ISO, and it's a surprisingly good gun. It's a assault rifle. I'm getting a little annoyed with how loose assault rifle is in call of duty because so far we have a couple of weapons that I would imagine are more, are more SMGs. Uh, the AK 74 U 
is an SMG. It is not a assault rifle, but it is in the assault rifle category. It was in Cold War. It was an SMG, but it's an assault rifle in Modern Warfare. The ISO in Modern Warfare 2019 was in fact an SMG, but it's a assault rifle in Modern Warfare 2. So I'm not sure why we keep getting all these guns in assault rifle category because there's enough assault rifles. I think there's like 12 assault rifles now in Modern Warfare 2. But uh, it's it still moves quickly, so it's a lot closer to a submachine gun. And I, I, I know <laughs> some of my teammates were like, the recoil on this stinks. Why does this gun suck so bad? I was, uh, you can ask Noah, I'm, I dropped a 50 bomb on one of the maps we were on with it. And it's, it's, if you know how to control vertical recoil, like my, my biggest thing with any gun, there's horizontal recoil. You're going to have a lot of issues, but if you've got vertical recoil, you can learn how to, how to play with it to, to control it. So <clears throat> the ISO is pretty good. I, I, I'm using it just plain Jane, no attachments or anything. It's got really great iron sights and a pretty quick, kill speed uh, it's not as quick as like say the scar or anything like that but it's pretty good it's a like i said a lot closer to an smg uh we only got to play ashika island the new Warzone map once but man had a lot of fun with it like i don't know about noah but that was to me like we've we've enjoyed playing Warzone and on almazra recently i think i had as much, if not more, fun on Ashika Island than I have the entire time we've been playing Warzone. What do you What do you think, Noah? <laughs> I, I, I want to commentate, but I also don't feel like I have the credibility to because <laughs> I found like a well, like that you pour water, and I was like, that rope looks a little sus. And I looked down, and I was like, oh, I can go down there, and there's actually a bottom level to the map, and so they're up there fighting <laughs> underground for their tunnels, lives. yes fighting for their lives and noah's just swimming around in a little pool like around, like oh look at all these chests i got so much loot and they're over there screaming <laughs> like help you know and i'm just down there having the time of my life like did you guys know there's a second like bottom area of this map and like i'm down noah yeah. i'm dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're over here like you know we got to move because the circle's closing in i'm just down there chilling you know getting boxes and i finally found a rope i was like i guess i'll go back and help and then I died like five times because I was just, oh, look, because it's such a beautiful map. <laughs> it is. Um, it really is. And I told you, I really hope that they take like, they don't have to like, you know, copy paste, but I would love a multiplayer map in like that setting part of that island because it looks gorgeous. Which this season is, I'm, it's I'm trying to think of the right word for it. It's, I guess, Asian themed with the way that they're like doing it, the, the, the Japanese samurai yeah. theme. Um, yeah. So they're going with this whole, like, you. one of the things you can actually unlock knife-wise is you've got the dual, like, short katana. And one of the characters, his name is, his name is Ronin. He's one of the operators you can pick up. But when you actually fly over the island in the first Resurgence map, like, it... it Noah noticed it too. The names of the locations like, yeah. you see them below, but they kind of floated in Japanese cherry blossoms, was what it kind of floated in as. So it was just this neat 
presentation and there's this big Japanese castle in the middle. I think it's Suki Castle, if I'm not mistaken, which is the new tilted. Like everyone is going to drop there and fight each other. Uh, but <clears throat> I know we were talking about it last time, Anthony, but I'm so happy Resurgence is back in this game. <laughs> like it, it makes the game so much more enjoyable knowing that if I die, I'm not just straight dead. Uh, as long as my team survives, like, do you remember how long of a counter you had, Noah? Because we just straight up died when it was. I would say <laughs> when I I survived the whole time. Yeah, because I was like, I didn't get no I'm, counter. <laughs> I I don't. They they don't like playing with me because I'm a shark. Like I I hear gunshots and I just run, even if I have no weapons. I just run. That's why res play. resurgence works, though. <laughs> um, I my counter I. I didn't check. I like, was it 10, 15 seconds or it, it was around that. It was under 20 for sure. Like I would okay. guess around 10 to 15. Um, and I don't know if that increases if like more than one person goes down or something like that. I don't know how the counter adjusts. Um, but I, I think it it's, it's either based one. on the circle or how many times you've died. I don't remember which one. I think yeah, it's circle it was, based. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I, Definitely under 20 seconds, so pretty good. Uh, I would say a fair time, you know, because if you can't team wipe, you know, in 20 seconds after getting that first down, then they're probably gonna escape anyways. And so it's kind of a you know, you each go your own way and then reset. It makes your team have to make those decisions of do I play my life to, until my teammate can come back, or should I engage this other team <laughs> anyway? Like you, you have to make those on the fly decisions and because it's so much smaller of a map, like it's, it's small. Like th this is a, mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact comparisons, but rebirth and fortunes keep they, those still feel bigger than what this is. This, this is not as big as some of the other resurgence maps, which wouldn't be surprised given how quickly they've put this out, but man, it's, it's just, I love it because it's it's like taking the Call of Duty multiplayer and turning it into Warzone. It's just so much faster because they're forcing you to be a close quarters, but B, I've got a little less worry about dying <laughs> and it being the end. So I'm pushing, I'm rushing, I am I'm just yeah. moving it and trying to take these guys out. And I can tell these are the guys that did Fortune's Keep because that that location was fantastic and this one feels that way that like everything there's not a lot of dead space on this map from from what we played like there's there's buildings there's there's hills there's rocks to climb around on like that they have made use of every bit of this map from the little bit that we have been on and i'm i'm just loving it so far like it's just really good um and then i'm, I'm sure you saw it but um talking about like in you know I don't know if they did this the first time around because I didn't play, you know, when they first were doing the uh, resurgence. Um, but like in standard war zone, you can't see the chests that contain weapons. Um, you just, you kind of hear an audio cue that lets you know that you're near one. This um, on the map, it actually had um, like orange boxes on the mini map hmm. that would show you where, the like gold chess if you want to call it were so it definitely incentivizes players to fight because you're giving them gear uh, they can they know where they can go to get good gear and fight over it so it's kind of their they're like fight my little minions you know like they're kind of enticing us to fight 
As worried as as Activision has been over the numbers on Warzone, which they have a right to be concerned about them, as well as you got to start thinking about COVID gave you a really nice boost. It's going to be real hard to duplicate everybody stuck in their house with nobody, nothing to do. Like it, it, you just can't get the same kind of numbers right now. That being said, Ashika Island could very well save Warzone. Like it, it is that good of a map. And I love how it's uh, it's actually 52 players is the resurgence limit. So just, I just love it. They're, they're doing a great job with it. I'm enjoying the little bit that I've done with it. And what's even cooler, we're getting Warzone ranked soon. So they're, they're working their way into competitive, which should give an even longer life cycle to this game. Uh, they just added ranked in in Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2. We just haven't had a chance to play that yet. <laughs> we 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 had too big reason. of a party. We reason. had too big of a party, but also they're starting everybody in bronze this time around. So we're giving it a couple days so the, the real sweats can work their way up so we'll have a little bit easier of a time at the beginning. <laughs> so Yeah, we're letting the, the juggernauts fight it out, let them get out of, you know, get out of our I guess range that we'll probably end up being so um it, it's that fun time of when you do like a complete reset it, it's it almost feels like utter chaos yep. um, you mentioned numbers uh are they really that bad i'd have to look it up i just know that they have not like it was dropping off at a much higher rate than they were the player counts were were dropping. Let's see here. Uh, January 16th, and this is a report from Dixerto, uh, they said that the Warzone 2 player count was dropping faster than expected with frustrations mounting. Uh, and they said, and the biggest thing was it was dropping quicker than expected from November, which was a, a concern for Activision. Uh, some of it was just the fact of the meta was exactly the same, which they, they still need to kind of adjust the meta, in my opinion, from the little bit we got to play. Because So there are two guns that pretty much run the show in Warzone, and that was the RPK and the Finnick. It was a, a LMG and an SMG. And because of the way you could run that, it, it there was no reason to run anything else truly like you you might mix a sniper in there for some long range but there was no reason to run any other two weapons together uh you you, it still was closer but those were absolute meta whereas then you had all these other things going on in warzone where because of being able to pick up bigger backpacks you could store like if you get a large backpack you could store so many kill streaks and so like our our first warzone win I had like three precisions and I also had like three self revives. <laughs> so I never really went down. I just kept picking myself back up every time we would engage and, and I would go down and just have the guys just fire over the top of me to try and keep me, keep me good. And it worked. We won our first one, but I, I think it's more than just, Oh, we don't like the map. I honestly think it's more the fact that they're, 
they, they started listening. They're like, look, people don't like the 2v2 gulag. Okay, we're going back to 1v1. Uh, people don't like this backpack thing. We're not going to do backpacks anymore. Uh, people don't like, which some of it came from DMZ, and those were ideas that they were trying to mix together. But they're like, you know, people don't like that they're having to find a three plate when they drop in. Okay, you all start with three plates. Like there, there, there's these things that are like the community asked for it, and they're changing it, and that's always good to see. Like, I really, it really annoys me when you have people get onto a studio after they change things like, oh, you never should have changed this in the first place. It's like, bro, they listened. They did a, like, am I going to give them all the credit in the world? Like they just magically changed the game? No, but at the same point, if a company listens, that is a step in the right direction. If they're changing, they actively changing things in the game to make it better. Sure. Should they have changed it in the first place? Maybe not, but you try something new, it doesn't work. You try to adjust it as you can. <laughs> That's just playing a new video game. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's hindsight, you know, is 2020. They got to try stuff and you don't know how it's going to land until you put it out in live. Yep. And you when know, you're the, the, as big as Call of Duty is, you're, you're going to get a lot of feedback. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it's what they do with that feedback. And, you know, like you said, they're listening. Um, it's it's been really good to see. Like I, I'm not the biggest Warzone fan. It's it's a good like break from the standard multiplayer. Um, but yeah, resurgence just from that one. It it felt you know like a resurgence of the mode. It's very appropriately named in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was just curious. Yep. People talk about Destiny 2's dead. And then it's got millions of players. Hmm. So when you talk yeah. about Activision being concerned, I'm like, are y'all really concerned? But I suppose they're comparing impossible numbers. And that's that's a big issue for a lot of people right now. Stop comparing these, like you said, impossible numbers. Some of these numbers yeah. just are not going to be re repeated. No. Yeah. Not everybody's sitting at home, like you said. <laughs> then you have to adjust those those percentages. All right. Yeah. Maybe I'll join you guys for a resurgence game, and oh, you got then it. Like Lois, you won't have to be. You uh, better carry. <laughs> you better be ready to carry. <laughs> the amount nope. of times that I feel like. They have to put me on like a leash because they hear gunshots and like no one no <laughs> like, get back here. So <laughs> I wasn't telling you that we were both rushing them, Noah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, yeah. Cool. it's a fun time. And I'm the one. I'm like, guys, I only got a pistol. Like, what, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Hold on, I'm trying to find a real gun. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are like, well, if we go get the people, you could go get a real gun. Like, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll throw teammates at him if I run out of ammo. I'll throw anything. I don't care. <laughs> I just fight. Oh, no. They fixed the bug yesterday. Apparently, the plates were not auto-equipping. That That's was what I was going to bring up. Mm -hmm. I was going to be like, a slight thing, Activision. Um, you gave us three plates, but you only equipped us with two. We dropped in, and I was like, guys, we got plate up like that sounds weird you know because we're supposed to get three plates so well no yeah, that that's... that still is true like you still have to find a plate for that last plate but the oh 
what happened was, you know how you actually have plates in your inventory? You would actually have to go and equip like that first time before it would start throwing it into your like to be able to actually put them in. Yeah. Yeah, So that you couldn't plate up. So that was part of the problem. Yeah. They fixed that issue. See, well, then they need to fix it to where you don't. You know how you kept saying, I don't have plates. You may have had plates. They were just in in your inventory. Okay. That that (laughs) makes sense then. I was like, they was like, no, you need to plate up all that, bro. I'm broke. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want me to. I mean, I saw a box. I can, you know, Metal Gear Solid if I need to like plate up or something. But like, I struggling. Yeah, you might have been. You might have had stacks on stacks on stacks inside your inventory and just it was needed my, to equip it. Was, it. See, it was in my it was in my credit account, and I needed to transfer it over to my checking. You know, that's what it was. Yeah, that's so, the problem. <laughs> All right. Well, it sounds like season two is off to a decent start. So that's that's positive. The off the record talk that we had. You didn't sound like you were ex- as excited for it, but now that you're playing no. it, you, you sound more pleased. Well, the the six v six, my biggest issue was I wanted a new map in there and we're getting that. So mm-hmm. I, I've always been super excited for Ashika. It sounded like a fantastic addition. I'm just glad to see it is. Sweet. All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some wild hearts. Woo! Yay! Let's go wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Um, I guess they unlocked the demo. Uh, if you have Game Pass Ultimate or uh, EA Play, then you can play Wild Hearts first ten hours. So, David, you played it. I played a little bit of it. I got, I'm probably an hour in and I got past the first section. It's no spoiler. You fight this behemoth boss and you are what meant spoiled. To lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're meant to lose. So <laughs> if you didn't know that, you. Oh, I found out. Die. I was like, why is this happening? Yeah. I why am I doing no damage? Around. I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I got a one attack and I can't dodge. I can't do any of that stuff very well. I was like, they are breaking you into this. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I was not meant to win this fight at all. Okay, that's comforting. What's the evolution of this going to look like? So this is Koei Tecmo's version of Monster Hunter. That is, I think, the best description I can give for it. The differences I was hoping it would have from watching the trailers, you can use gadgets and... From what it looked like from the trailers, the combat speed was faster. So that's what I was looking forward to. I haven't had access to gadgets yet because I just haven't gotten to that section of the game. So I can't comment on that, but that's a clear distinction from Monster Hunter. I just don't know what it feels like yet. David, you might be able to speak on that. I haven't gotten much of it, but it's, it's like if Monster Hunter was Fortnite. That's the way it kind of feels a bit right now. <laughs> Because I like rapidly build box, jump off it, and slam down on the creature. <laughs> That's the only boys. thing I've got right now is building a box. <laughs> My boy's cranking nineties on some monsters, dude. Like, uh... <laughs> Let's um, go. Yeah, that okay. I I can see that. <laughs> I suppose not not quite the way I would describe it, but it does feel faster you. than Monster Hunter, though. 
So that's the thing. It feels, it, it does feel faster than Monster Hunter, but it's still not fast enough. What it looked like in the trailers to me was I thought it looked like Ninja Gaiden speed, Metal Gear Solid Revengeance kind of speed. I was like, okay, yeah, this is more like action style, okay, instead of yeah. the, these unnecessarily long windups that you have to do in order to do an attack. So I start playing it, and there are unnecessarily long windups. They're just a little bit faster than Monster Hunter, and I just I'm not a fan of that. I am I am of the mindset. This is not how it would actually go if you're hunting, and I'm not over here advocating for hyper realism in video games. That's that's not what I'm suggesting. But if I got a wolf dog thing trying to attack me. I don't have time to wind up. I need to swing when I want to swing. So if these characters are hurling weapons that they take too long to swing, y'all need to use a lighter weapon. Okay. That that's my mindset. Like <laughs> this, this is entirely too long. Now, some of the attacks have longer wind up because they're stronger attacks, but even still, I just feel like it's unnecessary and it, it it makes it even worse when the enemies start standing there a little bit because, you know, the game has to allow you a, a moment to get in the attack. So you, you got to, you got to find those moments, but most of the time you're, you're, you're attacking, you're running, you're trying to find open spots to be able to attack. And yeah, I just wish monster hunter and didn't go in that direction. I wish wild hearts, uh, also <laughs> didn't go in that direction but it is a little bit faster it is a little bit faster so i will give it i will give it that credit but i i wish it was more realistic in the sense of uh if i wanted to swing my sword at the at the speed i want to swing it i'm going to swing it at the speed i want to swing it and the enemies should also react in in such a way you know no real dog is just gonna stand there and just let you attack it for a moment no they're gonna they go they gonna do their own dodging and doing all that stuff i feel like that would be more challenging and more interesting than uh what we are getting so i'm waiting for a developer to create that with that said um it, it still looks fun so i'm gonna play more of it but uh the things that i was looking for little disappointed with it well we'll see what happens with the gadgets but combat speed still still not what i would want would you feel for it david i mean i'm in the same boat as you uh i'm i'm more the fat like you said fast action like i played i really enjoyed the kingdom Hearts series as a kid so it needs to be going fast 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 smack 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 do all these things i do wonder if some of that will change depending on upgrades and yeah. like you said maybe there are some other weapon some maybe there's some other weaponry you can use because some of the trailers definitely seems like certain characters were using much faster weaponry than i was yeah so I'm also very new to the genre. I did not. I played very little of the original of Monster Hunter World. I believe it was was the one that came out on PlayStation Four and Xbox One, and I did not know that apparently there's no health bar. 
on the monster. You just smack it until it dies. And that is something I've had to kind of learn playing the little bit that I have. I, I beat one of the first monsters and then was pretty close to taking out another one before it killed me. So it, it is very interesting. I guess my biggest thing with this one is they do a good job of letting you know exactly where you need to be going. And like you said, it's it's at least incrementally faster than Monster Hunter. So I don't feel like I'm this extremely slow, bulky, held down dude, which is, is what I feel like in Monster Hunter. So it's it's more, for me, it's more approachable. Uh, could it be a little faster? Yes. But I, I have enjoyed what I've done in it, and it, it's actually got me more interested in the genre compared to what Monster Hunter has done, where I've been like, uh, this just does not feel good to me. <laughs> this is a little too... This is expecting me to do too much. <laughs> Where, whereas this is is a lot more of a hey, just have fun, go hunt monsters, <laughs> and and it is cool. One of the biggest things that you run into, it, or at least it used to be a thing that I I had a really big issue with back in the day was it felt like games were just totally just screwing up boss fights. Um, I'm a huge fan of glorious boss fights love a really good boss fight and when you can base a game and do it well around boss fights like it is with these monster hunter uh wild hearts kind of style monsters giving us these unique creatures to hunt that's that's just like boss fight the game <laughs> uh you, you don't get you don't get that from anything else beyond something like shadow of the colossus or What's the other one? Uh, like the De Dark Souls, Demon Souls kind of games. So it, it's nice to have another game in that, especially one that pulls more people in, considering it's n it, that's one of the genres that is not oversaturated right now. We, mm -hmm. we have so many video games out there mm -hmm. for all the... Everybody's a Souls-like. Everybody's a Rogue-like. Everybody's a this, this, this. Free, free... Everybody's a Battle Royale. First shooter. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't have a ton of what Monster Hunter is. <laughs> we don't have a ton of the these Monster Hunter games. So it's kind of nice to see somebody come in, put a, their own spin on something. It's not... It's definitely not a clone. That that is something I've definitely yeah. taken away from my time with it. it. It has its own feel, and it has the the like I said that once you get to the building, it definitely adds a different aspect where you're at least thinking about it. But it doesn't overcomplicate what you're doing either. With like you have to pick up the life thread, which is in the game to be able to build stuff, but it's not this super complex thing at all. Like you run up to a pile of rocks and knock it down and you can do that in the middle of battle so it, it's not this thing that you're like i would assume maybe when you start getting to more intense creations you're having to start thinking about it a little bit more but at least as far as i got i wasn't having to do a lot and and that's i guess kind of nice as they ease you in on it because because i remember watching some of the gameplay and they were it looked like they built like almost a fortress around this thing <laughs> when they were fighting it so very very interested in seeing how the game progresses but 
it, it's also cool that obviously they have the ability to do co-op and whatnot in this game. So that that does any game that you can add that to, especially when we're fighting big monsters, that just makes things more fun. It, it makes it more inviting. No, oh, yeah. <clears throat> I have a question for both of you because when you yeah. guys were talking about Wild Hearts, I wanted to bring it up because um, this is just my thought process in general when it comes to. I hate saying niche titles, but like you said, when it's a game that doesn't have a oversaturation in the market, um, one of the things I look for is who is this game for and is it able to be kind of a good entry into this genre? So, you know, Monster Hunter, from my perspective and my viewpoint for a long time, was very, very niche, very popular in Japan, not as much over here. And then monster hunter world came out and it kind of was the breakaway over here very popular over here very successful rise continued that success do you think this is with it being a little bit faster do you think it was catered more towards you know hardcore monster hunter fans or do you think it was kind of their way of trying to make another entry point into the genre I feel like it's, it's just another Monster Hunter, just their version of it. It's not an entry point. It's not for hardcore. It is somebody else's take on Monster Hunter. So, yep. Uh, I would I would liken it to uh, you know uh, PUBG, BR, and then there was Fortnite, BR. Just their, okay. their take their take on it. Um, so that's kind of. You know, and I say those two because those two were there before the explosion after Fortnite. So mm -hmm. it was, you know, another attempt. And that's that's exactly what this feels like. I do feel like it might be geared more towards Western audiences. Number one, I, they're publishing with EA, with that, yeah. uh, particularly EA Originals. But still, it's still EA. And there's a simplicity about it in comparison to Monster Hunter that I think is... Yes, it, it could help with other people who may have struggled with the complexity of Monster Hunter, but um, I, I feel like even though it's Japanese design, it is Koei Tecmo, after all, uh, Dynasty Warriors fame, um, <laughs> so if, you're, if you're not familiar, mm -hmm. that is not in this. It feels very Japanese, but it's also not... So I don't even know how to explain it. Monster Hunter feels very Japanese. This does not feel as Japanese. That's you'd have to play it, I guess. I get to, what you're. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, it's not something I've thought about until you've brought up this question, Noah. So I don't have a better way to explain it. But I, I believe if you if you played Wild Hearts, and anybody else listening or watching would play it, you would know what I mean by that. But I, I, yeah, it's. It's there. It's fine. So go ahead, David. I guess I would go. I would go with the on the thing of like there are certain things that we as Western gamers expect when we play a game. Like there's certain ways that the UI functions, the way certain things, different things function. A lot of times when you play a Japanese game, we don't always. There's just a flow to it that is a bit foreign to us, and I think that. Wild Hearts, it definitely embraces more that Western formula that that you're talking about, so that it, it feels more natural to the touch, so to speak. 
uh, with with what Wild Hearts is doing. So I, I agree. It it definitely feels like something I can approach much more easily than Monster Hunter. So I I, I don't know that it was necessarily their intention to be like, hey, let's give it give Monster Hunter people something easier to play, or hey, let's go after Monster Hunter audience. I, I think it's just hey, we have a really cool idea of how we could do this. And you know what? It's it is a really cool idea. They've done something really fun, and I I guess the only thing that I'm surprised by at this point is that it's actually a full priced game uh, as an EA original. That was something I I didn't really expect. Uh, I figured it may have been a little less pricey, so I, I worry that especially when it's in between a couple of really big February releases, it's going to be kind of forgotten about. So that's, because, that's a release problem. I, I think yeah. the price is justified. It looks like uh, it, it plays like one too. It plays that's, like a sixty dollars game. It looks like one. That's what I was gonna um, you know ask because you know Monster Hunter games are pretty well known for being a pretty good grind and stuff and getting your money's worth. And so I was gonna say you know this it looks like it should transfer over pretty yeah. well. And from your guys' experience, you know, you think well, you- I can definitely look at it and think that it's probably a. a you're going to get your money's worth out of it. That's for sure. I think my only concern would be the depth in comparison to Monster Hunter. So Monster Hunter fans, I don't know how deep the mechanics go yet. So not to mention an hour to grind fully there. <laughs> I imagine the grind is fully there. I mean, there was a there was a article published. I forget where it was. It's probably published on a few different sites, but even the developers have trouble like beating the game <laughs> so um their own game they have trouble at uh which i mean that that could be a sign of something bad that could be a sign of like okay this th- there there is a challenge there yeah so i i, I think time wise um difficulty wise you'll get your money's worth in terms of complexity actually moment to mo- i hate using the word moment to moment but <laughs> it's a familiar phrase moment to moment fighting yeah. is it exciting as monster hunter i don't know yet um you know because it could be a situation where yeah the the fights are decently long and you know the the what gadgets you have to use to build and all that could be interesting but is the combat um interesting enough for 20 to 40 minutes or are you kind of using the same stuff over and over the 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 monster attacks are similar you know is is there a certain repetition to it that is that makes it boring um don't know that that is my concern uh, how de- how deep does that stuff go um cuz yes there is a reason why it's an EA original but uh based on what i've seen uh not just what i've played but from what other people i've played uh it, the 60 dollars does look justified it's just are you gonna are you gonna be satisfied that's just, just really what that's gonna be yep awesome agreed all right uh <laughs> overwatch as a valentine's event actually no before we get to overwatch <laughs> you know what? Maybe we should talk about Overwatch. Because either way, the next two games are going to be really fascinating. So let's that's a let's, that's a word for oh it. Goodness. Let's start 
with Overwatch, and then we'll end with X Defiance since all three of us have played that. So okay. Overwatch, Noah and I have played that, uh, the Valentine's event. I also spent time playing Lover Watch, which that was uh, interesting. But uh, Noah, what, what, what? I'll just, I'll just prep everybody and say you, you you're not impressed with something. What is that? Um, so our Overwatch is a general is is a whole in its state right now or is a lover watch specifically or where do you uh, want me to start wh whatever was on your heart because because you know i i have you know some notes and stuff that i wanted to talk on and it's just like this this rant this this rant this this rant and so <laughs> i'll try and keep it um rant oh we don't have enough time of the day brother uh <laughs> I, so you know, I, rant. My, I have to shut myself my, up so my go. biggest issue with overwatch 2 is where is i i feel like there is a lot of things that were under delivered that were talked about uh that i got my hopes up for um i hyped it up to david to our other friends i was like hey i played the beta beta was fantastic there was counter picking was the biggest problem in overwatch one where, you know, oh, they got a far, let's go hit scan. You just counter, and it's just counter swapping. You're just swapping heroes to counter. In beta for Overwatch 2, it was less, there was hardly any counter picking. It was just play your hero better. You don't have to worry about it because the game was so flushed and balanced that you didn't have to worry about, oh, they went Winston, I'm going to go Reaper. You can just, you can play any other hero, just play it better. And now they've gone back to where it it's especially with the old region that you get, they nerfed it to 25% now, but it's still a counter picking game. And I, I do not Good, like right? the way that that went. No, yeah. no, I don't, I don't want to play a game where if I see that, Oh, they picked a far, I can't play a certain character no matter what I have to, I'm stuck into picking a counter to that. And then they're just going to pick a counter to my counter. And it just goes back and forth the whole game. I'm not a fan of that. Mm. Yeah, I, I do not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. that at all. Like, it's a hot oh, take. It's a, it's, it's a hot take, I know. But... Because it's um, so much more complex than it, than just, oh, you counter pick... If somebody's playing far, you counter pick. I'm like, okay, then what if they're playing far or mercy? It's not just pick hit scan. It is now you got to get your teammates involved. Uh, you could pick far. What kind of tank are they running? Does far even fit with the tank flow? Because if you run in a Reinhardt and far is up in the sky, whatever, forget shooting out Reinhardt shield. Just look up in the sky. Everybody focus on far. So she's not using the shield, right? So like there's, Ah, I feel like there's so many dynamics that's missing in that analysis. Uh, I, the main reason being is, you know, like you said, you see a Farah. What's your immediate, your first thought? Go to hit scan. Simple. Easy. Well, I play Ana, so I, whatever. I can shoot okay, so You're a support main. Okay. But you, you got am. a recent buff recently, so you should be happy. Um, but the okay. game as a whole, and not just like with the Fara hit scan, but the game as a whole, it felt in the beta very much. You could play any hero, and no matter what hero you faced against, as long as you played your hero well, it didn't matter. 
the the meta was so flushed and balanced that you didn't have to worry about that now i feel like with their patches which you know you can't do one big patch of season just can't in a live service game that's another rant like and um which the roadhog they let roadhog one shot for an entire season and go ramp it (laughs) and then they're like oh yeah don't worry we're gonna fix it we you know we've had to delay the patch for the start of season three rock okay cool rework coming in right they're like nope we're just gonna tweak some numbers and it's like you couldn't have put that in (laughs) mid-season like that like i don't we all thought the rework was coming because they had to delay it um but yeah i i will say i I will say sometimes when they put in certain patches the the size of it doesn't justify the i forget there's something that happens whenever they have to do something it might actually have to do with more with the consoles than the pc um but every time they do a patch like it has to go through like certification and like different things so sometimes it's just not worth justifying putting in this small thing when it has to go through this whole process just put it all in at once so that way it could be done so maybe that's the reason why it was delayed they just didn't say it but I, I could see why that does happen in other games as well as Overwatch, but if that wasn't the case, then yeah, there's no excuse for something. Like yeah, that. Um, but yeah, like, but yeah, going back to the live service, like, is is this whole like free to play stuff? Is this Valentine's event going to be like the additional stuff we were told, like the more events? Um, because I just it's kind of a letdown to me. Like when I think events, I think I want more stuff like Junkenstein. I thought the latest, most recent Junkenstein event was really was much better than the previous copy paste. Um, so I'm just I'm wondering where that stuff is because it's just it doesn't feel like it's getting the support that we I feel like we were promised. How long have um, you been playing Overwatch? Beta, sir. Overwatch two or Overwatch beta? Oh, one, one. Okay, okay. all right. Yeah, so I've been I've been around the block. Okay, um, so me and you are on the same page. We've both been around the block. All right. Yeah. So you you were there when like we have faced six Winston. Yeah, six Luso. Six <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> I remember facing right. six Winstons. That was terrifying. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> when uh, <laughs> there's yeah the, the you know the six Bastions back when you could snipe mm. with Bastion. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I I've been there yeah. since. You know, ground zero, yeah, um, King's Row, so seen, ultimate map, all that stuff. Yeah, I've right. seen the highs and the lows. Okay, so to me, what they're doing is right in line with what they've been doing since Overwatch. In terms of some events are bigger than others, Junkenstein, Halloween—that's always been a big one. The Lunar New Year event, not not really that big. They introduced CTF in that one. Okay, CTF didn't play much of that one. That's how the Valentine's event feels to me which is typically in line with these kind of smaller ones um what was the other decently big one it was the world cup overwatch world cup event the lucio ball yeah lucio ball like that one's been incrementally uh added to over the year same with junkenstein's revenge like every year they add something different this year's junkenstein's revenge with overwatch 2 was like the penultimate version of it like it that was like you said, it was fantastic. That was yep. really good because you got the old stunt junk and signs revenge plus the new version, which I also thought was entertaining. I thought it was a good twist on that. Mm-hmm. 
So when it comes to events like the Valentine's event or the Lunar New Year event, those are kind of like, we're giving you something to do. I don't ever think that all events were supposed to match Overwatch World Cup or Junkenstein's Revenge. Because um, the winter one, I didn't mess with that one. Like, Because, yeah, they added a new mode, but... I've just never been into the winter event. The modes never interested me. And that's fine. Like that that's me. But I felt I like mean, Loverwatch was it's out of game, but it it's something interesting. And I think it is maybe something they are going to add to incrementally year after year. Cause that's that's typically what they have done. If they're going to add more, they do one thing once a year, and it's like, okay. Cool. That was at the, and then the next year it's like, oh, there's more. Oh, okay. This is this is nice. So it seems consistent, even though I do agree, it's a little disappointing. Well, and like they did the Battle of the Gods, which was a fun event. That's that I want something like that, that, in the sense of they gave us a, at least a new mode. Granted, it was to it was. showcase all the skins you could buy. Like it was literally <laughs> just a showcase for these twenty dollars skins you can buy, but at least there was something. And I just I don't want to get I don't want them to get complacent with not adding new stuff consistently until Overwatch Two PVE comes out, which is what I'm worried, and okay. that's kind of um, why I want to nip this. You know, I want to squash this bug quickly because I don't want both the player base. And the developers to get the, oh, well, PVE's coming, you know, here's the same stuff, you know, to keep you occupied, um, which I, I just, I don't have a reason to play because one, ranked is broken right now. And they've even came out and said it's broken. Um, the matchmaking, I should say, not the, not being able to queue. Um, Cause I got queued. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a plat player, or go high gold, low plat. I'm not good by any means. I was getting placed with masters <laughs> and a GM, and I'm like, N please no, <laughs> I'm not that good. Um, but again, um, yeah, like, like MMR ranked, I feel like should be the heart of Overwatch. I know it's it. I know commercially it doesn't need to be because that's not the majority of the player base but i feel like you need to support them more than what they've done that makes sense no um, I, I completely agree i i like always my, feel like you're good i just it, it kind of leads into my mmr rant uh so for those of you who don't know um real quick tldr in overwatch 2 competitive you have your visual rank which like mine is you know high gold low plat that is not your actual skill rank each player has their a hidden MMR, which is your matchmaker rank, that nobody can see but Blizzard. <laughs> so you, and it might not be in the same category of what you're visually displayed, but the MMR is what they base your matches off of. Yeah. So what you're so, saying is, just for clarification, your your visual rank could be high gold, but your MMR could be diamond. Or mm -hmm. lower, bronze, silver, um, just to put a visual rank on it. Um, yep. And so when you queue up for ranked, you're expecting to queue up with people of your same visual rank, but you're actually queuing up with people in your 
MMR rank. Yep. And we don't know what that number is. <laughs> Only Blizzard does. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, they, after each season, they do like a soft decay. So you, let's say you start off at gold five and you work your way up to plat five. So you go up a full rank. Cool. You might start the new season back in like gold five, gold four, maybe gold three. And so you have to work your way back up to where you ended the previous season on a visual rank that is not your true rank. Right. Yes. <laughs> so my, I just, I, I feel like is a, you know, life service, a game you want constant engagement in. If you want people to constantly engage in your ranked mode, let me know where I stand amongst, you know, the whole community. I don't care if I'm in silver. <laughs> I just want to know that. And that's my true rank. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I have such high, I guess it's my own problem. I have such high expectations of Overwatch 2 because I love the game and, you know, the world so much. I think it's just my, my expectations are too high. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I completely agree with you. See, I have the opposite problem. I am in silver four or five, but I get matched with people who are in gold or plat, right? On the other team, <laughs> my yeah. teammates Visual rank must match up because they are not. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? I, I, I've been playing Overwatch for a long time. I've been very close to Diamond. Um, so I, I know how to play the game. So when Overwatch 2 started and it put me in bronze, as it did everybody, um, they did a rank boost for everybody. I did not join in on that rank boost at the time. So I missed out on that. So I got stuck <laughs> at the lowest ranks, but I played much yep. higher. And so my MMR is increasing, but my visual rank isn't increasing. So it, if I lose any match, like I'm just going to be stuck. <laughs> and there's nothing I could do to change my visual rank unless I like decay my uh, hidden MMR for like a week, come back and play. <laughs> stop for a while and then once i notice okay the matches are getting up yeah, to high level then i stop playing for a week again and then go back so that's my problem and i'm completely with you on the idea that over and blizzard team four should focus on ranked type of players because overwatch is a competitive game they have the Overwatch League. They do have a ranked mode uh, that a whole lot of people play. To cater to people who don't care about that and are more interested in progressing their visual rank as if it's Call of Duty, that's not the point at all. Yeah. The point is exactly. to compete and to test your skills and to and to grow as a player and to what win or lose like that that's that's the way it goes like you take the l you take the l you get the dub you get the dub and your rank goes up and down accordingly it is that simple why they try to cater to non-competitive people particularly in ranked is baffling 
from top to bottom, the game should mm-hmm. be uh, balanced based on what works in competitive. And I get like I do get the the struggle between balancing at the highest ranks and balancing at the lowest ranks. I I, I do understand that you do want it to feel good for everybody. Um, but at the same time, I do believe that you balance for the higher ranks because they're the ones playing at the most optimal level. If you're not playing at the level, Hey, anything, anything you're dealing with, that's a, that's a get better situation, but yep. <laughs> Sojourn anybody <laughs> like, yeah, like, so, they, like, they, if you're- like, GMs and, you know, like you said, top five, they've been screaming at devs. Sojourn's been a problem since day one. Yes. And then season, it took them to season three to nerf her. Yeah. That, well, that they did nerf fly. her in season two. It just wasn't enough. It was a yeah, strange. They, <laughs> <laughs> they almost, they nerfed her a little bit for the higher uh, skill players, but they buffed her base fire. So it was almost, they made yes. her a little bit less effective at the higher ends, but still like you should not pick her like shouldn't right. not pick her but then they in the middle ranks they made her more oppressive because they gave a bigger the skill ceiling or the skill floor was lower you right. know yep. Yep. like so it's just questionable decisions which i i have to give them a little bit of you know credit because they are slowly bringing it back to what i feel like the beta was which was perfect with lowering the alt uh, cost with swapping uh, the mercy changes I think are actually better um, she uh, doesn't agree, she's agree. still an S she's still an S pick I just don't think she's you know must pick um, if they can get it to where I know it's a hero shooter but I, I feel like if no matter what heroes there are obviously going to be heroes that are meta but I feel like if you have five on five who are equally matched or in the same ballpark they should be able to pick five heroes and whoever plays the best with five heroes should win not just because they spent half the time countering and swapping picks to you know be more effective that's just a balance that i prefer yeah i i just feel like the identity of overwatch has always been the counter pick like that is that's my that's why i don't like (laughs) that but that's just me personally but i i feel like i've been i've been at the low lowest rank well i've never been in bronze and in overwatch or silver well i started in a little bit in silver but i spent 90 percent of my time in gold uh and then peaked at high very high platinum um and so in this, I don't know where I'm at MMR because I can't see it. But <laughs> I feel like I'm yep. playing at a high gold level, at least maybe platinum. But um, I have played against and with people where people have tried to counterpick. It still didn't work. People have counterpicked and it worked. Like I've seen it go both ways. And a lot of it is based on team composition and who is playing those characters. So, you know, somebody who's playing Winston, yes, your natural counter pick is going to be a Reaper, but the way the team plays around the Winston, for example, let's just take an easy one. They see the Reaper come, 
And then it's like, oh, there goes the Reaper. Save, save Winston. And everybody just dumps on Reaper for a moment. Either Reaper's got to get out of there and he doesn't get the chance to do enough damage to Winston, which lets the supports heal up Winston even more. And then Reaper might try again, or he might try to come from a flank. Or he, like the counter pick can work. It's more optimal, but it may not depending on who you're playing, which I guess is a little bit of what you're talking about with, hey, we picked our composition. This is working. But I do feel like it is kind of a... a, I feel like it is best if Overwatch allows counterpicks because sometimes it's best to choose Winston so you can dump on Anna who's back there just wrecking your yeah. team. Um and I guess like my I guess my thought process is um just from playing so much competitive and watching so much Overwatch League, I just I I I much prefer like like in Overwatch League, a lot of people hate it, but the mirror comps where it's like, hey, these are the five yeah, meta yeah. heroes. We're gonna see who's the best with this. Yeah. Like you don't oh, have to I worry about it. swapping. Yeah, um, that was fun. It, and I, I think I like I like games where, you know, like I said, oh, I need to if I'm playing, we'll just throw out Reinhardt. Um, yeah. I just don't want a game to be kind of like I felt like it was in Overwatch where, like you said, if there's an Ana that's kind of hard carrying, I don't want to feel needed to swap to Winston, to counter the Ana, I feel like I sh- I want a game where I should play Ryan better to counter. Do you him. main anybody? I play everything. <laughs> okay. So, that okay. Now I understand where you're coming from. I main yeah. characters, whether I play tank, okay. DPS, or support. So as soon as you started saying that, I was like, you he must not main anybody because no. that's exactly the take somebody who doesn't I don't want to feel forced like I have to switch. I want to play who I want. That's fine. That's a, that's a fine feeling. Um, but as somebody who does main characters, I feel like, oh, man, like, okay, this is what they're doing. This isn't working anymore. I could just switch real quick to a different one that I know. And boom, okay, problem solved, you know? So, um, yeah, and I I know I'm in the minority on that take. I know I'm in the minority, um, but I because be, my I mindset my mindset is you know if I'm a player and I'm playing J Queen for instance and like you know I think there comes a point when you're like hey I've tried everything I need to swap you know I think there is a point where you just need to swap to try something else. But my my first thought is and what I want the core the gameplay to be around is like hey if I'm playing J Queen and they're playing Orissa. You know, generally, Orissa's going to win that matchup because she can out distance out there. You know, that whole thing. My first thought, my thought shouldn't be, oh, I need to swap to Orissa to counter or to a more ranged hero. My third, my first thought is, I should play J Queen better and adjust my gameplay to be advantageous against the Orissa. Well, That's just my thought process. Play better. <laughs> bro it's overwatch we know they're not like i queued up for six games of comp at the start of season three for this for the like the row queue my first four games my team Definitely left abysmal. then their team left 
then my team left, then their team left. And then I had two pretty close games. And that's when I was like, something doesn't feel right. Um, and I went to, you know, Twitter to check out and see what other people were feeling and like forums and stuff. And then I saw that, you know, their matchmaker was broken. <laughs> and people were like, <laughs> I'm in gold. And why am I playing against grandmasters? And then, you know, oh, my goodness. Uh, Aaron came out and was like, hey, it's broken. We're implementing fixes. And I was like, ah. It's a great start to season three. Yeah. Yeah. Same reason I've stayed away from ranked because I've definitely played some matches. I'm like, wow, I got to play really hard right now. Oh, my gosh. I got to hit um, all my sleeps. Get the right. A side note. Do you remember in Overwatch 2 beta when they had it was the casual playlist, but they had the comp uh, game format where you attacked and played defense? Yeah, I forget Overwatch what it was better. called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like the regular quick play, but it was quick play. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. You I'm sorry. I was the Overwatch 2 beta. The Overwatch, yes, yes, yes. No, it was that. an Overwatch 2 beta, too. Like, there was, it was quick play, but you played with the ranked format. And I'm like, why is that yes. not... Why is that not in the party mode or whatever it's called? Like, there's a lot of things I want, but it's because I want the game to be the best that is, and I'm tired of waiting for the PvE. <laughs> I think that's the biggest problem. <laughs> like, it's coming. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, so. well, we're gonna we're gonna keep waiting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think they'll 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 get it there. Um, but yes, the 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 Valentine's event. It's it's okay. It's fun for a few matches, and then I go back to playing some other modes. Uh, so it, it's it's a nice difference for a little bit. But uh, Loverwatch is silly. Did you play it yet? Because it's is goofy. I, <laughs> I saw the uh, the like the little like lover or the like matchmaker thing like outside the game. I saw people doing that, and I'm like, I uh, I want to know what it would have taken to put that in the game. I think that would have been a lot better in the game. Um, um I don't know. It it feels kind of like like Destiny Two lore, like. <laughs> I, I like the fact that they're putting it in the game now instead of putting it on little lore cards you have oh, to go to the I, website I to you. do. Yeah. I, I feel like it would have been a lot more popular or more engaging if it was in the game. But I I know that technically, you know, it's probably impossible, but still would have uh, liked it. <laughs> still would have liked maybe. it. Maybe. The only thing I would say about that is I just, I wish the voice acting was in it because it's a, a, a I want to say text-based but, it's like a visual novel, right? Yeah, it's a visual novel. Yeah. But there's no voice acting. But I kind of wish there was because I really want to hear what Hanzo sounds like as Cupid saying the weird stuff he does in Loverwatch. It, so it's because they're all working on voice lines for Overwatch 2. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shoot you is my arrow. Yeah, no. <laughs> you will yeah. fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> That's my um, entire contribution to this entire <laughs> Overwatch 2 discussion. No, David's just in here thinking. Your, your boy does not have now. any time outside of COD for live service. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, like I said, you're just sitting here saying, you know, this whole time we're discussing and conversing, having a good uh, 
back and forth. Dave was just like, Overwatch 2 should have been a battle royale. It would have been so much better. I should run <laughs> Blizzard. Let me run Blizzard. I can make it run so much better. <laughs> I do have one question, though. Since I, I did, first of all, I didn't even know you were this much of an Overwatch person. So now, now oh. I'm intrigued. <laughs> oh, so I he, he's a, the reason I got into Overwatch 1 the way I did and, when it first came out. And the reason he got out of it. <laughs> So, number one, we need to play together, okay? Because I pretty much play every night to do my dailies, at least. So, anyway, number two, have you been having trouble with frame rate issues? Have you been having frame rate issues at all? Because I feel like ever since Overwatch 2 actually launched, which the beta, Overwatch 2 beta, was super clean. Mm -hmm. The actual game, I started having frame rate issues all the time. I'm rubber banding all the time, and I feel like the two are connected. Are you having I, are you are you on PC? I am. I see. I'm on. I'm a console boy. So I mine has yeah. been pretty stable. It, okay. I would say my uh, my frame rate issues. If that includes me losing my team because they quit, then I would <laughs> you know I would say I'm in the same boat. Sure. Um, but performance wise, for me, it's it's been pretty good. Um, I have definitely no issues on that. Um, I'm sh- sure that's probably, you know, I hate to say it's a PC problem, but I can definitely see it um, being more common on the PC side of things. Sure. Um, yeah, me personally, I, I haven't had too many issues. Okay. Well, either way, we should play sometime. Like dude, soon. I, like maybe you, tonight. <laughs> dude, I t- I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I'm a, just be ready. I'm a shark. Like... <laughs> I, I hear I hear somebody and I just I make a beeline. I get you know blood in the eyes. You know, just <laughs> it's been working when he's been playing Golden Plat. So it's been, it's been working when he's been <laughs> playing uh, COD multiplayer with us, though. Yeah, there you go. All right, well that's that's Overwatch and a little bit of talk about the Valentine's event. All right, well there leaves only one game, XD. So. Noah, what do you, you played it? Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I yeah. just got through my third game of Defiance. Sorry, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, had to wake <laughs> up. Um, I I really hope that X Defiant is a uh, free to play game. With it being Ubisoft, I don't know. Um, it does not feel like somebody needs to pay sixty dollars for it. Uh, okay. It, it it just it feels and plays like a free to play. Um, I kind of would compare it for those who don't know. It's a first person shooter from Ubisoft. It not this isn't like a, a dog or a nag at them, but you know how you have those games that come out that like for Super Smash Brothers, it's like oh we're gonna do our version of Smash Bros, but we're gonna use our licensed characters. Yeah, it feels like this is Ubisoft's like hey we're doing a first person shooter with our licensed characters, um, with Call of Duty speed and Overwatch modes. Yes, well it's actually but- COD modes. Well, <laughs> payload pushing is not COD. Well, that, maybe not that, but that, like <laughs> it, <laughs> maybe not that one. But the they are hard, feels hard, po- like hard point Dom and uh, yeah. hard point Dom and the uh, other one are. Yeah, but they're stylized in the in the way Overwatch does it. Yeah, like and it's you know you've got your different factions. The the gameplay it I I'm kind of I'm trying to look at who is this game for, and I feel like it's for people who want a first person shooter. And want to 
hopefully be a free-to-play shooter and not dish out <laughs> 70 bucks for a cod um it just if i'm just in there playing i'm like cod feels so much better than this like oh, by the play. way uh, by the way it is gonna be free to play called it yes um sorry just figured just i'd go ahead and like, just knock I'm that like, out for you real quick uh, thank you that's it confirms my suspicions it <laughs> like you have your and i put down the bullet point it literally has like every call of duty gun which they're not call of duty guns it's like m4 m16 like the generic it's first expected yeah yeah I mean, of every gonna be in there yeah i i think now with shooters there's it's such a flooded market you either have to do one of two things it has to either be incredibly great to play with movement shooting feel or it has to be do something like special something different something unique and it doesn't do either of those for me so it just it's kind of hard to which it is pre-alpha it was an insider session you know they they did the whole thing of like hey you can talk about it or you know write about it just no video recording any of that stuff um i'm hoping they add more content the maps were they felt like chunks from the division two if you played that game, it looked like they just took a chunk oh, of an area division from two. the division two yeah. um, and made a little I actually square. Liked, I actually liked some of the maps to be honest with you. I did too, actually. Yeah. But they feel like division two though. Like when you were playing, cause they felt yeah. it, it felt that way to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah I was like, I, I feel like I went, ran through this, uh, you know, Subway. airplane. Yeah. 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 I swear I saved the president already. <laughs> I feel like I ran through this in the division two. Um, but yeah, it, it just doesn't do anything special enough as a first-person shooter in this market to warrant me um, putting time into it. You do have some hero shooter elements, if you want to call them that, where you have a passive ability, you have um, like a main ability, and then like an ultimate. So, and I played with a quite a few of them. None of them felt different or nothing that i haven't seen uh before in a different shooter so uh yeah it's it just i'm hoping you know when the game eventually launches i'm curious to see how much content how much varying uh weapons and modes there are because that'll have to carry the game i feel yeah so, some of it it is a smaller team that's on this game it definitely um, Go ahead. It looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the game looks and shoots really well. Just I, it's not. I as think good it as exists other. in that platform. It's above an indie, but it's not Call of Duty. If that makes sense, like yeah. it's not Call I, of Duty. It's not Rainbow Six Siege, which Siege has spoken. its own problems. Yeah. Well, I don't know that it's necessarily for spoken, um, but I would. <laughs> I would almost. I would put it on it's the a same AAA game that looks like that could be mistaken for a game. Well, did you guys play Rogue Company at all? I did not. I did a little bit with you. It, it feels it feels about that same level of quality as Rogue Company, which yeah. Rogue Company was a third person like hero style, um, the free to play. The, the audience that you're going to catch this with is the the light competitive Call of Duty, competitive Siege kind of, well, more competitive COD than Siege, but it's going to be the competitive kind of COD community is is who will play this 
I'm not gonna say they play it all the time. I'm just I those are the people they're going after. I know that because one of the devs on it is a former Call of Duty pro. <laughs> so he's working on this. He's given them his expertise as to uh, playing the game for a long time. Uh, it, it definitely feels like it's it's siege if you sped it up is, is really the way I've felt playing when I've played it. And I know personally, I... I've enjoyed what I've played. Uh, I thought the second session I got to do was better than the first. Uh, some of it, I think, may have just been me adjusting to it. And I think that's really the big... As per usual, I, COD itself probably would not play it nearly as much if I didn't play it with friends. If I found some friends to play X Defiant with, I might actually stick with it for a little while. It's one of those that maybe it might be a good break game is the way I look at it more, though, uh, than necessarily like, oh, I've been max on my on the stuff I can do in COD for some time, so I'm just going to jump into X Defiant to break it up over a weekend or something. Um, but it being free to play that that does help because you again you reach more people. People take a chance on something they don't have to pay for. That's that's just how it works. That's why free to play works because you can entice people with microtransactions <laughs> yep. and battle passes and all that fun stuff. I I do think it will get its own like dedicated following, much like Rogue Company did. There yep. is a hardcore dedicated group of Rogue Company uh, player base out there. Um, I think it has the basis to do fine as a uh, shooter in this market. I just don't see it getting above that. No. Uh, I think it's below fine. It just... it. Mechanically, it feels fine. It has no soul of its own. It is clearly ripping off so many different games and trying to make something interesting. And if you play Overwatch, why would you play X Defiant? If you play Call of Duty, why would you play X Defiant? That's what it feels like. <laughs> it's just, what yep. about what is X Defiant bringing that you can't get? anywhere else except you combine call of duty and overwatch and that is going to be such a small audience it's not worth going after them here is their big selling point there's no sbmm that's stupid <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the selling point there's no skill-based matchmaking nope what that's it just gets worse i which is um was it cross play when you guys first played when no. you did your sessions no we played on pc yeah. Yeah. this was a cross play but you know what uh, i think our second session i think when they started reopening it i think it was cross play i didn't think it was but maybe oh, no, maybe no 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 it wasn't i'm sorry no because it was only open to pc players yeah so okay. um My yeah this was cross play and i can now that you said that, I can definitely vouch there was no SBMM at all, um, or it's just such a small player base because no, there were some there were some cracked game people playing that game. That, that, well, that's um, because the people who are promoting this game right now are former CDL pros that the former CDL pro invited they, <laughs> and gave yeah, and gave codes to. <laughs> yeah, which Ubisoft rant, fix your connect. Let me change yes. my email without having access to my old email. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> David got a good rant out of me from that one. Uh, yeah, it's 
like you said, just, and it doesn't help that I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty with David. It's like, why would I play X to fight when I can just go play Call of Duty? Especially when there's a new season. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, and this being too. a live service, I mean, they're going to have to make some serious changes to this. We've already been seeing live service drop, drop, drop. I mean, this this game, I don't even think would have two years in it as it is right now. So it's, um, it just does not have its own identity. It is not something people would stick with because it's, it's Call of Duty and Overwatch combined. Why would you spend time not playing Overwatch or Call of Duty? Just play those games. You're going to be satisfied. So if mm-hmm. I can't solve their problem, like this is, I feel like the entire game has to, maybe not the idea of it, taking Tom Clancy franchises and using them, but this ain't it. This is not going to. You, you need to do more. Shop's not going to stay open. You need to do more than have your operators or like your factions that you can pick different be based off of previous entries in, or not previous entry, but like other franchises that you own. Like just because one of the factions is, you know, Splinter Cell themed, it's not going to make me keep playing your game. Right. Yeah. Like, so. It absolutely got me. David just leaves. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> so, or just do something more interesting than create this hero shooter. I just feel like this should be an entirely different game because it's not. It's not going to capture I, any audience. I would have actually preferred them do kind of like what David mentioned, a more siege style, because we haven't. I feel like that's less of a saturated market than the first person like hero Wait, shooter. They have siege, so they don't want to create another version yeah. of it. But just something like you said, something different. <laughs> like I, I don't know what the answer is. Like you said, just something, not this. <laughs> yeah. Cause I play it. I'm like, I just, I, it doesn't feel I, I so saying that word. I that's the thing, like, I enjoyed playing it. But that's because mechanically, it's very much like Call of Duty, which is fun to play. But I can get that in Call of Duty. So, like, yep. the feeling of it is no different than what I would it get fe- from yeah. another it game. It feels good. It just, who is this for? <laughs> yeah. So Why why, it, why did we need this? <laughs> the people who don't want to pay 70 bucks for COD. I think that's the only market you can go with. <laughs> like. It, in all fairness, he, I mean, you're not wrong. They're not necessarily a, there's not a ridiculous market on free to play 6v6 shooters. So I'm not, I'm not saying that like, you know, oh, it's going to blow up, but it does have a market that isn't necessarily there, especially on console. Beyond, you know, Halo, but it's, Halo is a completely different feel. I, I think it will be the same level of success as Rogue Company niche yep. but a dedicated following and if it's That's a small that. if it's a small um dev team then it may not have as big of a budget too so that's fine do something else with it if your budget yeah. isn't that big <laughs> i i hear it. you and i understand what you're saying just do something <laughs> 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 I'm not trying to dog them. Like I know they're yeah. trying. You are her. Just don't do this. 
<laughs> we're listening. Just stop. <laughs> Do you see the words that are coming out of my mouth? Uh, yeah, I, I, I am. I commend them for for trying this. I just this isn't it. It like you 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 got to know when to pivot off of something and. Ubisoft just needs to pivot off of this and either have San Francisco do something else or turn this into something else and just kind of bite the bullet and eat the money that way. But, uh, you know, they are, I remember when they first started it out, they're like, we are so dedicated. And I'm like, I'm not even sure this game is going to launch. So like, that's that I am the most pessimistic here. I think about this game, but, I'm definitely uh, the most optimistic. <laughs> and, and I'm right in the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm I, in the middle of the screen. I don't know if they can tell, but I'm in the middle of them too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's, uh, we're saying that I'm saying this right here. Okay. You could go back to the February 16th episode. I'm calling it. This is not even going to launch. I think it launches. Hmm. But that's just me. I think it'll launch with problems. I mean, in the middle. <laughs> I think we an can online, that. An online game launching with problems is so rare nowadays. The biggest question for me is how long will it stay up? That okay. mm-hmm. we've just watched multi- we've just watched so many other games like Rumbleverse and all these others. Rumbleverse didn't even last off. a year. Yep. So that's the only the reason question. why this would last longer than years because it's Ubisoft. Like Ubisoft just carries a name. So, but yeah. if it did launch, which I don't think it will, it's not going to last a year and a half or it will last no more than a year and a half. That's the way I want to say it. I'm just have to wait and somebody timestamp this, please. And uh, we'll come back. To, we'll come back to <laughs> clip film. it. Clip it. Yeah. <laughs> clip it, chat. You know. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got news. Yes. So, Microsoft admits Game Pass cannibalizes sales is the headline that I saw. Uh, In a 277-page internal analysis Microsoft sent to the CMA, which is a governing body in the UK that handles acquisitions and all all that stuff. Uh, So, yes, this is dealing with the acquisition of Activision. Microsoft showed a percentage decline in base game sales 12 months following their addition on Game Pass. So people have brought up that Phil Spencer said in the past that Game Pass increases sales when on Game Pass. Gentlemen. Uh, well, David. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at my stuff. Didn't realize Noah left. Uh, is Phil Spencer lying? I mean, yeah. This is this is to court. You're you're either lying in person or you're lying to the court, and uh, you get yourself in serious trouble lying to the court. Here's the thing: I don't think anybody's surprised that if you it's the old adage of why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free. I know it's not necessarily <laughs> an adage. It's a a dealing with this subject, but. Why would I buy a, and this is the masses, 
We, everybody, like, this is like when you go to Twitter and you think that uh, the, what's said in this little vacuum is the opinion of everybody. It's the same idea with this. Like, yes, there are probably plenty of people who go and buy a game off of Game Pass because they like it so much. But there are double, triple, who knows how many that play the game on Game Pass. Like, sweet, I wasn't going to pay for that anyway. And then just move on. That's nobody's surprised. I've I was working at GameStop before I started doing reviews for games and getting game code from people. And guess what? When I had Game Pass, I didn't buy any of Microsoft's first party <laughs> games. And I'm a humongous Gears of War fan. I bought the Xbox. <laughs> But I didn't. I wasn't about to buy a copy of the Ultimate Edition or something like that. Why? Because I just. What was the point of me shelling out sixty dollars when I was paying for something that gave me all of those games? It is it going to assist some games in being better with sales, possibly. But I would assume the majority are just not going to do as well because. Again, if I get it through a service, I'm most people do not sit there un, unless a game offers insane replay value. You ain't just sitting there like, oh man, I just beat Guardians of the Galaxy on Game Pass. I'm going to go buy it. <laughs> it no, it's going to go off of the service. You're like, oh, that sucks. At least I beat it. <laughs> like it, it, People don't replay games nearly as much as people think they do and the, the problem is games. when you have yeah the yeah. problem is when you have game pass there's i finished it okay on to the next one it, we've created this on to the next one mentality with game pass so there's no reason to stick with a certain game so of course game sales aren't going to be there because they're moving on to the next game it's it's just that way that everything's moving so it, it, I, I'm not surprised that Game Pass cannibalizes game sales because I think all of that evidence has been in front of us for a long time just in the way human nature works. Yep. I, 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 I agree. I, uh, yep, that's, that's, you pretty much said everything I would, you know. Like, I was hoping like you, you just, said, just said yes. Yeah. completely like, like dog on David, like, you know, you know, no, the, the amount of times, like, you know, we both previously worked at GameStop and the amount of people that, you know, oh, you know, can I purchase, you know, Forza Horizon, whatever number. I'm like, oh, do you got Game Pass, by the way, just thrown up? Yeah. I was like, okay, well, we're going to go put this back and you're going to go home and just <laughs> click that little download button. I'm going to send you, you know, 40 a bucks. Great GameStop salesperson, right? <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. We were honest. Yeah, <laughs> dude. The amount of people that are like, "Hey, uh, is um, is MLB the show like of a pre-order?" And we're like, "Hey, you got Game Pass? Yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> just go pre-order there. Like, it'll just download there." And they're like, "Oh, really? Yeah." So, I mean, it. I think which you know, it's going to like David said because you know the replay value is not nearly as much. Um, and I would say when you only advertise Game Pass, like when that's the number one thing you advertise, that's, you know, that's what people are going to go to. And that's where they're going to get oh, our yeah. games. Well, that's and what they Sony, want. 
in Sony, what do they do? They advertise their games. They have a service, but they advertise their games and they don't put them on there day one. So I, I was not, I was like, Oh look, the grass is green. You know, like it's such an obvious statement. <laughs> I don't know why it was such a shocking, like, Oh, but well, it's really shocking because Spencer claimed that game, it increased sales. Like I said, some games maybe, but I feel like Phil was cherry picking some specific or was, instances. Or, or he was drunk. One of the two. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, Phil, give us the, give us Twitter, you know, like stop it. Like, so. Yeah, I feel like he was cherry picking. Um, so in a sense, I think both can be true. I guess depending on how you look at it and who you're talking to, which perspective, I guess, yeah, yeah, because um, you know, a game that's maxed out their, I'll just call them box purchases. I'll include digital purchases in that as well. You know, we're looking at our twenty, forty, sixty dollar kind of thing. Um, you know, you you put them on Game Pass, and the amount of people who were going to just straight up buy the game probably max that out already so they get on game pass and not much happens in terms of more box sales you just they just get more players playing through game pass and then you got the games that never had great box purchases and then you put it on game pass and maybe more game pass so now phil can say yes See, people do buy games on <laughs> when they use Game Pass. Look at what we've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 0.01% is an increase. <laughs> I mean, so to be fair, too, other developers have said our sales from, like, again, I'm just calling them box purchases, uh, increased after we put it on Game Pass. Um, I don't know if those are games that were on there for a limited time. Or games that are still on there, um, but that that does mean something. But I do feel like Phil is cherry picking here. I do wonder though, because he's talking to the CMA, and they're—I I don't know what they're worried about <laughs> with this acquisition. I'm so confused <laughs> by if the CMA even understands what the heck is going on. But. I wonder if it's possible that Microsoft is saying, yeah, you know, this this isn't happening because they're trying to downplay something else like cloud or, you know, something to make it seem like, yeah, see, like putting stuff on Game Pass, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't just destroy the market. People still buy, you know, or don't, whatever the case, like, I don't know what they're trying to downplay. I'm just throwing something out there, spitballing off the top of my head. Um, because I know that's that's been a strategy both Sony and Microsoft have used in different ways in this whole acquisition stuff. Does it feel like the strongest arguments that either company has at this point that they're just ignoring those and just going for like the most it feels like out of left field arguments? <laughs> <laughs> like it, that that's what it really feels like. Microsoft reset. We want Sony's performance. <laughs> Like, why? Yeah. Like, huh? yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What do what? you have to gain? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's just the most random arguments. Like, and you know, it, Microsoft it, is just sitting there, like, watch this, we're going to get them, and then throws that out of left field <laughs> over there. It's like, 
<laughs> it's just a lawyer like siding with playstation talking about yeah exclusives oh yeah oh i didn't say that it wasn't both yeah, it, like, it was definitely both yeah no, i know you weren't saying that i'm just bringing up the <laughs> point i'm like wait what they are like not putting final fantasy 7 remake on xbox because of this whole acquisition talk stuff like what are we talking about <clears throat> it it feels like these this lawyer is like holding up two briefcases like okay in this briefcase i've got this argument but in here <laughs> is a mystery box yeah <laughs> which one do you want mystery let's box mystery box <laughs> let's make a deal <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It's a deal or no deal or sitting there like going seeing if what argument do I have in my case? Oh, exclusives are bad for the market. Yeah. yeah. I'm keeping this case. I'm keeping this case. <laughs> okay. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's 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 the it, we've proceeded into the most weird dumb timeline possible this is this is why high level business is stupid at times because well, the problem this, is, this is is when it works you just keep going with stupid stuff like i know I, so i can't really blame a company for i mean if your strategy's working why would you stop yeah let's convince the cma that exclusives are bad and yeah. keep doing exclusives yeah yep all right if it works uh right Apex Legends developers want Apex Legends to last 20 years like Counter-Strike. So uh, that's that's pretty much the details behind it. Respawn, uh, they literally want that game to, to last a very long time uh, like Counter-Strike. So uh, what are the chances Apex Legends can last that long? I'll start. <laughs> um I would like to go back in time, uh, if I may, um, to September 22nd, 2021. I had to um, research this. On September 22nd, 2021, Respawn tweeted, contrary to what some folks are reporting, Titanfall, in bold caps, mind you, is the very core of our in bold DNA. <laughs> Who knows what the future holds? Well, so hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Apex Legends is Let me cook. Titanfall. <laughs> Let me cook. Let me land. Let me cook. So you expect me that you want to put long-term future plans into a franchise after you killed my baby, my favorite first-person <laughs> shooter ever. With you. Ever. You want me to have faith in you? No. I... David knows this. I quit Apex and I refused to go back because they, that killed Titanfall. <laughs> and I I will be pity and petty till the day I die. I am so salty about that. It's killed it twice, by the way, just to you know, put it in context. They were working on a Titanfall solo player game and then or single yeah. player and that got canceled. It's, in bold caps, DNA, mind you. <laughs> yeah. So mad. I'll, I'll just put it to Halo Infinite also had a 10-year plan, and we see how that's going. I mean, it's it's just the, the market is, you're you're so tied to what your market is. It, Apex is doing well, if I'm not mistaken. They actually beat their highest player count recently on Steam. 
so the the game is still working well it's still is people are still interested in it uh, apex is clearly one of the uh, top three when it comes to battle royale you've got warzone you've got fortnite you've got apex uh, the biggest thing for them is they've just got to keep figuring out ways to be inventive and and that we all know that as, like with overwatch that's more than just here's a new hero here's a new legend which i think they understand considering the most recent season isn't a legend and rather is uh, them them working through some things so but it, it really does you, 20 years bro you gotta see if in the next two you you can come up with enough to keep things going because it can go but not everything is counter-strike <laughs> <laughs> like the, the counter-strike is is very much a unicorn it feels like in this market because some things just you know that do they really do a lot of content updates at this point to counter -Strike? like i don't there's not like new maps and stuff or whatnot is there it's just popular that's the yeah. biggest thing and i i don't know that i i know counter-strike some of it's because it's so popular over in uh Asia, correct? Is part uh, of why it's so big. I, I, I thought it was popular. popular. I thought it was popular overseas. Not but, on, not over, not anymore. But like UK, uh, yeah. <laughs> but in, in any case, like, not everything can be like. Like, I, I watched. I've watched some Counter Strike. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so old. <laughs> like, it, I'm sure it's good, but it's just so old looking. It looks like a game that came out like 20 years ago. And you're telling me Apex wants to stay around for 20 years? Like you, you gonna have to have some massive staying power. But this is the biggest problem they have is the environment and expectations for those kind of games. Counter Strike it it supersedes those expectations. People know what to expect out of that game. With Apex, you're gonna have to keep grinding it out and putting out content for those 20 years. You, you can't just be like Counter-Strike and, uh, you know, we're, we're just kind of, we're, we're done making content in 10 years and it's still around 10 years later. You know, it's, it, that's, you got to keep up and that's probably the biggest problem is you are in the big three, but you also got to keep up with the big three. <laughs> you have to keep up and you have to also compete because what happens when you're at the top, there are going to be people nipping at your heels yep. that will do whatever you're doing, but better or reinvented. Um, look at, I don't, I'm not saying, you know, that it killed great, but look at what Valorant has done. Like they re, they just took a lot of the CSGO game play and expanded upon it and reinvented it. And it's doing phenomenal. So that, that's the kind of stuff they have to fight with. And yep. doing that for 20 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, heck, I mean, the the redeploy balloons in uh, Call of Duty straight up ripped from uh, Apex. The ping system ripped from mm -hmm. Apex. Like, there's so many good ideas. You're, you're going to have them stolen from you, whether you like it or not. You've got to keep figuring out how to be the innovator of the idea uh, to, to get people there. You, you can't have that's the biggest problem for 20 years you you cannot stop for the next 20 for the 20 year run i don't i disagree with that entirely because counter-strike hasn't reinvented itself in god knows how long it's so. it's like the only game that's managed to do that though 
but no other game has actually tried to do that because they all try to reinvent themselves all the time. Look at Halo. Yeah, but, but, that's the expect, them, but that's themselves. the expectation for it. Apex, that expectation's there. So for Apex, it's going to be really tough for them to just all of a sudden one day say, sorry, no more content. You're going to have to play this and then still expect it 10 years from now to be there. That's a fair argument. Um, and, that, and that's just more that side of it. Yeah, I just, I just feel like... Well, let me read you guys this quote, and this is from the developer and see if your thoughts change. But uh, uh, don't remember who said this, but where we want to get uh, where we want to get to is that Apex is going to last for 20 years like Counter-Strike. It has to be self-sufficient. That's a weird. Is that what they said? Oh, no, I typed it wrong. It has to be able to be self-sufficient and stand on its own. The systems have to be strong and interesting and good for players to play season over season, even if we're not adding new bespoke content. But there will always be attending there in terms of creating choice, creating interesting challenge, and shifting the rule set that builds the healthiest game. To me, that sounds like everything I would want to hear from somebody who wants to make a game last for 20 years because it's not going to be... Trends change. You're, you're not going to be able to keep up with that. So can you create something that can stand the test of time mechanically? Uh, uh, in their case, character-wise and all that. Can, can you make that? I think that is possible. The interesting thing about Counter-Strike, that game does not change at all ever yep and people are still playing it even though it has never changed no new content same gameplay same map all the characters are the same everybody acts the same the only difference is who's playing those characters what you're buying what strategies you're using apex has enough of that already in terms of strategy uh complexity all that that it can stand as is. I think what David talks about with the content dropping off eventually at some point, they're like, at some point this is going to drop off. Can we make this last after that happens? After EA is like, all right, we're done. Because that was yeah. my biggest thing. I'm like, at this point right now, Apex is a moneymaker for EA. If you talk about you want this thing to last for 20 years, it has to make money for 20 years. But they're thinking, well, who says we're even going to be in charge of it in 20 years? So thinking that far ahead, to me, they are putting in place the bones to make this game last by actually understanding what, what is to be expected in 20 years, which is... What you're seeing right now is not what this is going to be in 20 years because the market's going to change. What you're interested in might change, but like Counter-Strike, there is still an audience for it. It's not going to be a Fortnite audience. It's not even Valorant's audience, but it's the audience we want to keep. I think that's a fair point to make. It's not. I don't think they're trying to say it's going to be the biggest thing ever in 20 years, but are people still going to be playing it at, by 20 years? That's what we're looking towards. I think I think it's fair. I I think they if when they stop putting content, I think they would definitely have to all of these like limited time modes that they've 
you know, doing for events and stuff, they, they'll just have to open the gates and let those be available all the time. Um, yeah. Cause I, because like you said, counter-strike that game mode, that is a, I ain't calling it a game mode, but it's a multiplayer that, you know, you can play over and over and it will sense. I don't see it. If they just stick with the BR, I don't see a BR lasting 20 years, just the BR. You know, I like, I think if they put in like a, their team death match, you know, they had like a domination style game mode at one point. I think if they put in those elements, um, it could definitely, it could last 20 years, even if they stop the content, because those game modes can be replayed a lot more, in my opinion, than just a BR by itself. Um, they're not getting any help from me, um, but they, uh, but yeah, I think if they can, like you said, put the foundation in in place with different game modes and longevity in mind, they could do it. I just, I like the mindset, you know, that's great that you want to have a, you know, what you've built to last that long, but let's have to wait and see. Deck is stacked. <laughs> do what? Sorry, the deck Dan. is stacked against you. Yeah, it really that's, is. That's the it's, big, it's that's just, the biggest thing. It, it, yeah. In the current market, and mm-hmm. with the expectations of that market, it's just it's it's tough. I mean, live service is really tough at this point. Yeah, uh, unless you're a Counter Strike, where you're like, Titanfall here, this three, is what though. this is. Here's what you're getting. That's it. And players are like, oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think it definitely sounds like it's not going to be a live service forever. Um, yeah. Maybe I don't know. I didn't specify that specifically, but yeah. Yeah. Guess we'll see. If they're trying to. I mean, hey, I guess if you're treating clip it like a chat, brick and mortar 20 score, years later, clip this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you also have to think like they could technically like even if, you know, like you said they move on, you know, they stop supporting it, they just leave it open. I mean, it could last for 20 years. Their player count just might be like 12 people. <laughs> you know, it's, like Babylon, it's, still, it's Babylon's it's, fall. It has that one dedicated yeah. person. Yeah, like it's still who keeps winning every battle royale. He's like, yay! Because <laughs> he's the only. I'm the only player, so I automatically, I automatically win every BR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. God of War Ragnarok developers didn't realize that allies spoiling puzzles would annoy players, huh? So, uh, they didn't think that adding the in-game hints would be annoying. It wasn't until after release that they realized the frequency was too much. They considered it an oversight. Why do you think they missed this? Because boys were rushing to hit November, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) You think this kid talks too much? I don't care. Go gold. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a you problem, you know. Move along. <laughs> like we'll fix it in post. <laughs> we can do that in editing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I the only explanation I could have for something like that is that they were so. To me, honestly, these kind of games where they have all this incessant chatter that's supposed to give you hints. Uh, these are developers who have a design that is not meant to trust the player and they get 
tunnel visioned on that design and don't realize little things like, yo, he's talking a little bit too <laughs> much. It's not even really giving him a chance to yeah. figure things out on their own. It's like you guys play video games. You guys make video games. You guys grew up playing video games. I am a little surprised you guys couldn't figure out the idea that, you know, some people actually do like figuring stuff out on their own. That's kind of all we did in video uh, games for uh, a very long time. I, I think so. Some what, of what you said specifically, the tunnel vision, I think that's part of that was on the developers part too. They got tunnel vision on what they were working on because one of the first things that's brought up in the art on the article is that uh, Sophos, the narrative director, said that it didn't get exposed to them until after the game came out because their play tests, they did not get feedback about the characters too much. So the way I look at that is you've got probably two different camps here. You've either got people who were just figuring out the puzzles very quickly, so they just didn't notice it, uh, or you've got one of the things that God of War does really super well is accessibility and you had people who had issue, accessibility issues and having these kind of hints was very useful because I'm sure they probably had plenty of playtesting with that audience. So between those two audiences, you're, you're not going to get that kind of feedback. I, the, the, I'm just assuming they probably didn't have as silly as it's going to sound. They didn't have the control. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have the control, the control person. I, and they're not sure the, what accessibility thing uh, yep. would necessitate more talking. Which, I mean, it, even in my playthrough, like, there were a couple times where I was just like, ma'am, let me cook. I've sat here for two seconds. Like, um, but it wasn't like, I guess, overly talking. Like, there wasn't a, so much that it bothered me in my playthrough, but I honestly ignore a lot of that. Like when they're like mumbling off to the side, I usually just ignore it. Cause I'm focused on the puzzle. Um, that, but that was just my experience. Uh, that could have been like some of the play testers too. Yeah. I was well, going to say maybe that was yeah. more. Well, and you know, I, it's one of those, I think looking back, they would have, you know, there's so many ongoing things when developing a game. It, it, I feel like it, probably just got slipped through the cracks or they just didn't think about it um or maybe somebody brought it up it was like no go gold (laughs) like it just like pushed him out the you know door well it Um, it brings me back to thinking about how alien colonial marines i think it was was awful and one line of code is the reason it's awful because the alien responded differently because of said code you change that code the game gets infinitely better (laughs) that sometimes it's just a line of code that or they sent it didn't get messed the, with uh, <laughs> they sent it to the you know the qa testers and they're like hey it i thought it was fine or you know it was and they're like okay cool ship it you know <laughs> bro why'd you send the a, the b disc we meant to send the a disc <laughs> <laughs> well the one email that changed the game you know yeah exactly <laughs> where they emailed it and Somehow it got lost. In any case, it obviously slipped through the cracks because, as he said, they would have responded to it if they realized it was going to be that big of an issue. I figure that, you know, but yeah, I, mean, I feel like 
hearing it all the time and be like, yeah, yeah, figure this out. (laughs) Although I did appreciate when I would do something like, hey, you did it right. I'm like, look at me. I'm so smart. Well, that, yeah, that's different. (laughs) But, you know, when you walk into a dungeon and it's like, oh my gosh, if you turn left, you know, it's like, wait. Yeah. Like, I I just got through the door, man. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing that I think is probably a bigger issue is playtesters. They're specifically trying to playtest a certain thing. So they're actually doing the puzzle. Whereas many people are explorers with puzzle, like, ooh, what else can I do around here? Of course, well, things are going to get really talky in those instances because you ain't even going towards the puzzle. Yeah, right. Well, playtesters are trying to break that. They yeah, forget to break it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they uh, might have not even had headsets in. Or the dialogue on. I just had Spotify on, you know, hours at a time, just trying to break it. Or maybe they did have the dialogue on and they were trying to do all kinds of stuff. It's like, what would break the dialogue (laughs) if I went here? (laughs) Wait, you guys had dialogue? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, like. So. All right, David, you got some news? Yes. We found out that Ubisoft confirmed that it doesn't. Ubisoft, yes, I mess that up all the time. Uh, Ubisoft confirmed that it intends to attend the revamped E3 Expo in LA this year, as they said, if it happens. <laughs> so they kind of throw that caveat in there of, we know that E3 has planned this before and canceled. <laughs> so they're, they're just like, we want to make sure that you understand we'll be there if there's something there to go to. Um, yeah, they're the, the only ones who have said anything to that effect. <laughs> now, <laughs> like, you guys are the only ominous. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, uh, f- uh, from what I understand, is there are some uh, plenty of companies that they're going to talk about the lineup of. We're, we're still waiting on that. I'm assuming it's just the whole we want to get some of our confirmations totally in stone. Uh, that and you know you want to get your big reveal moment in for hey, this is who's going to be at E3 this year. Uh, not to mention, I'm assuming that'll be somewhat coinciding with people signing up or buying tickets will be part of that. That being said, though, it, I'm very interested with I'm glad that Ubisoft is putting out that they're going to be there because that means that they have things to show. That means that some of these games that we are waiting for, the, the Ubisoft has a better lineup this year than I think most people realize when you've it, it and that's just at least with assassin's creed mirage i would assume that's probably going to be there and there's a good chance we're going to see whatever has come of avatar the that game coming out which i'm also pretty excited for um, i'd also be interested to see if they somehow manage to bring star wars from massive uh, to E3 because they've said that they've got that they've at least made it sound like some of the de- devs have made it sound like that this m- could be a big year. So maybe they're planning at, l- at least the first reveal of Star Wars, which makes sense. Ubisoft is not, we, we've talked about this before, they're not in a very good place as a company right now with all these things that have gone on. It makes sense to be like, hey, Remember how much we suck? Well, guess what? We've got a billion games coming out that are awesome and you should buy them. That's a good way to make people forget <laughs> all the things you just did because it's a what have you done for me lately industry. 
And if you're promising a bunch of really cool games, then there's a good chance. Who knows? Maybe we'll see if the or not see if the Skull and Bones will get some sort of announcement E3 since it's on indefinite hiatus or whatever right now. So that there's coming out in March. That got delayed. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that was that was the latest delay. The, it was did. delayed <laughs> and then got delayed again. So it, this yeah, is I like that. The, I think they said it's oh. the sixth delay. Yeah, no, but I, I think remember, it yeah. became I think it became indefinite. Um, maybe we'll oh. get. Maybe we will get the, what's the name of that one? Uh, the Prince of Persia remake reboot, whatever they were doing. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe we'll get the remake for, Sand, Sands of Time or whatever. It I was. think it was Sands. I believe yeah. it was Sands of Time. Yeah. So you know, the thing is, is Ubisoft has a lot to show, so it makes sense that they're going to look to be a part of a big show that's that's just what i think on the matter that's fair uh you know there was that news that came out that they canceled a bunch of games so because they were overloaded so i guess they have that many games (laughs) in development so i'm I'm down with trimming trimming the fat i hope those employees are still working there in some capacity (laughs) but yeah i guess that is a whole lot of games (laughs) for ubisoft to be making for them to cancel seven games and then release between 2023 and 2024 a lot of games one of the biggest workforces in the industry and here's something i didn't even think about if ubisoft goes to e3 you're just about one of the biggest dogs there (laughs) like if nintendo and xbox and playstation isn't showing up i mean you're the draw at that point so why why wouldn't you go you're kind of the bell of the ball (laughs) you know they're going to be strutting up to e3 like ha 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 look at us We're, we're the big dog. And it's like, well, you, you kind <laughs> then of rock star shows up, smacks him in the back of the head. We got GTA six. <laughs> yeah. Like, just one game. By, like, take you down. And throws them. Yeah. And then they're I'm like, a... but we got X defiant. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to fall asleep again. Um, yeah, Peggle just... two. <laughs> I, my thought process was like, what the, you know, like you guys canceled all of these titles and then you're like, Hey, we got a lot to show it, I'm, I'm more intrigued at what they're going to show. Cause they, they could have the, they have some potential for some great titles. It's just with all the problems that they've had recently, it's, I, I would like to be proven wrong. All like, it takes I, I is one good great. showing. All it takes is yeah. one good showing. Yeah, and all it takes all right. is one bad release. In oh that, yeah, in that pile of games. All right, what's the other stuff you got? All right, last but not least, it looks like the Saints Row reboot cost Embracer over a hundred million dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my first my first take away on that is. If that's what it costs to make video games, we're all left. Everybody's left. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, something like Returnal, from what I understand, it didn't cost nearly that much. 
I mean, look at look at that game. It costs like ninety nine point nine million. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Not quite one billion, hundred billion. No, that's that's insane. So to me, that that's probably a lot of sunk cost development going on. Where who it got knows? delayed a few times too, didn't it? Uh, oh yeah, several times. So that that might have you know incre- that obviously would have increased well, costs. It's that, and you can almost guarantee there's probably certain things that they changed along the way that it was like, oh well, we're just gonna have to eat that. Like you said, sunk cost. Yeah, that's the only explanation for that game to be a hundred million in development. I'm, that includes advertising, and I know they did do some advertising with that. Um, I'm sure that includes other, you know, different things besides just straight development cost. But um, that for that game to come out like that, costing a hundred million, it makes me wonder how much other games cost to make. Well, for reference, the Callisto Protocol. Apparently, over the three-year development cycle, it. The cost translated to 160 million for Callisto. Like, and I I don't know who is writing these checks. Mo money, mo problems. It, yeah, it's just the thing insane. of it. There's some games that it makes sense to spend the money. There there are the avatars of the industry of yeah, I'm putting a ton of money in, but I know the rewards that I will reap from spending that kind of money on this right but saints row even a rebooted saints row was not going to have that kind of selling power like it I'm just wasn't sure that's even a 50 million dollar development no, cost no. i mean i mean i could understand at least though 50 like mm-hmm. but what what yeah. stinks more than that is just the fact of it came out so rough and this is coming from somebody I I reviewed it. <laughs> uh, it was there was a lot wrong with that game uh, co-op. Ron and I went two weeks after launch before we put up our or actually it was one week, but we tried for two, two weeks to get co-op working and never got it working. Never got oh, it working. I didn't know that uh, was the result. Yeah, we tried very hard because we did not <laughs> want to. Uh, we didn't want to be people that just were, we're honest. We want to make sure that we're honest, but we also don't want it to seem like we're just crapping on something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in all fairness, I gave Saints Row some good props. Like it was fun to play, but it was dated and a lot of stuff didn't work. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's all I'm saying is that it looks like that. It played yeah. like it did and it cost a hundred million. It, it just feels it like a hundred million, million, million should have gone further. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly what I'm saying. Like Callisto Protocol, that looks like a hundred million dollar game. It just sucks. So that happens. Yeah. This yeah. Doesn't I, add up. I, also, I feel like there's probably some mismanagement of funds. <laughs> like <laughs> somewhere, I just, yeah. I, I, I don't know how you drop a hundred mil and get Saints Row. Um, yeah. I just, I don't see it. That version of it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and it's probably, and I could see this, uh, Volition is a respected studio. So it was one of those things where when they kept at, some of it was probably concepts that didn't work that ended up being sunk, sunk costs. 
but I would imagine some of it being the, hey, we want to do this, and Embracer just kept writing checks because Volition is Volition, and they, they hoped that it would be problems. better. Oh, yeah. Oh, Embracer <laughs> owns like half the industry. I know, right? But so yeah, Cal- Callisto was also yeah Callisto was also very surprising with you know 160 million. This is also the segue to the part of the podcast where David has his pitch <laughs> on why he should run Embracer. <laughs> so whenever you're ready to take the floor, David, I'll let you. Uh, I'll tell your segue. I'll mute myself I, and, and use I, all I, yours. I, I ain't got the time to run these companies. <laughs> I ain't got the time. <laughs> He can't run all of you, okay? Like you're gonna, it's you're a monopoly. I'll be I'll be sued by the CMA because of a monopoly if I run them all. <laughs> David being exclusive is bad for the industry. Like <laughs> exclusive to GT boys. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's that's it for news. Well, just so you guys know, it costs about a hundred million to produce this podcast, so. <laughs> You know, this is, and this is all we got out of it. All you got. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're honest with you guys. This is hundred million podcast, and this is what you if, got. Sorry. If no would stop ordering caviar for at the beginning of the episodes <laughs> yeah. and eating it in his trailer. <laughs> So, no, no, you don't understand. I don't want a little. I want all of your caviar. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, David's easy to please. Just give him some dry honey nut Cheerios. It'd be good. There you go. There you go. We got to put milk on it. <laughs> Let his sticky fingers go to work. <sighs> All right. <laughs> we'll do it for us this week. <laughs> Woo, catch, catch you next week. Thank you for watching. Appreciate you listening. We got tons of content coming on the Gaming Trend YouTube hundred channel. $100 million dollars worth. Uh, <laughs> 50. That's a 50. <laughs> this podcast took up a lot of that budget. So, um, but you'll, you'll be able to find it all on the Gaming Trend YouTube channel, Gaming Trend videos. And uh, yeah, just keep looking at gamingtrend.com for more stuff. All right, we'll talk to you later. Peace.